Hi, I'm Carla, a director at Gradcracker. The following podcast was recorded live at York St John's University, where I was being interviewed by their senior careers advisor, Jess Popperwell. I hope you found it useful. Welcome to Ask Launchpad, a podcast designed to answer career-related questions we see most often in the Launchpad at York St John. I'm Jess, your senior careers advisor in the Launchpad team, and today I've invited along Carla from Gradcracker. Carla, do you want to start by telling us a little bit about yourself and about Gradcracker? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for inviting me here today, Jess. So I actually studied at York St John between 2003 and 2006. I studied English literature and my vocation in life was to become a teacher. So I've actually changed, um, well, taken a completely different career path and I am now a director of Gradcracker. So just to give you a bit of an insight about Gradcracker, we were founded in 2007 and we are the UK's careers website for STEM students. We advertise thousands of placements and graduate opportunities um, for hundreds of employers. Now, my role there is, I've just mentioned I'm a director, but my day-to-day job is to look after the vast majority of the employers who advertise with us. So these employers span across loads of different sectors. So, for example, the likes of cybersecurity, pharmaceuticals, the automotive industry, and the the employers differ as well. So, for example, the likes of BAE Systems, Dragula Land Rover and Rolls-Royce, who recruit hundreds of students onto their placements and graduate opportunities through to really small employers who are just looking for the one graduate. Mm. Now, I think it's really important for the students to understand that we have this diversity of employers because not every student wants to work for a massive employer. Some of them want to work for a a smaller employer, so they are counted straight away. So Gradcracker can offer the diversity of sector, employer, the size of employer, and also um, the disciplines that they would accept as well. And having seen it, it's a really nice website and system to use, which I think is quite nice. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So the really good thing about Gradcracker is we're always looking um, at the website to see how we can uh, make it better and make the service better make the homepage better and we've also got an app as well um, which is fantastic for students to use when they're on the go mm-hmm. and obviously they can use the website when they want to apply for opportunities yeah as I'm sure understanding why I've invited you along people will be expecting that today's episode is focused on stem jobs absolutely and I do want to start by making sure that everyone listening fully understands what stem means in this context um we I'm sure you know as an English literature graduate yourself mm-hmm. we have a lot of non-stem students yep, absolutely here. Yeah. um so for anybody who is listening and thinking I don't know what that means how would you define the term so stem when it comes to grad cracker is science technology engineering and maths so that looking at the the courses that you offer here at St John or are going to offer in the future science would include things like physics your biomed and your biochemistry Mm -hmm. technology would cover things like IT computer science and data science Engineering, when it comes to St John, software engineering, for example, Mm -hmm. but everybody knows the likes of mechanical engineering and um, aerospace engineering, things like that. And your maths would include maths, including things like analytics, for Mm -hmm. example. If you actually look onto Gradcracker, we do have eight main disciplines on the site, but under those main disciplines, we have around 70 sub-disciplines. So if you are a computer and IT student, for example, you can drill down specifically to the course that you're studying. Mm. So you can drill down to computer science or software engineering, for example. So whatever your discipline, um, there are rules specific for you on Gradcracker. 
And that's really nice because it means that there's not just, oh, if I don't want to be a aerospace engineer, there's mm-hmm. nothing for me. There really is quite a lot to explore. Yeah, absolutely. So this is one of our jobs as well. Um, Jess, so when we speak to students on campus, a mechanical engineer might just think they can go and work in the automotive industry, for example. But that's really not true. Mm-hmm. You know, a mechanical engineer can go and work in fast moving consumer goods or the oil and gas industry. So one of our jobs is to really get across the message that we offer a diverse type of employer and a a diverse sector um, base as well. So that's really important for our students. Brilliant. Well, as you've just mentioned, we are increasing our STEM courses. We're increasing our STEM population year on year. And that means that a question I'm hearing more often in the Launchpad space is, where do STEM students and graduates look for opportunities? Um, I think there is a really obvious answer here. Yeah. <laughs> but um, overall, what kind of advice would you offer? So absolutely, gradcracker.com. <laughs> no, I was doing my notes before this. So I was like, where, where, do, where do STEM students go for a job? Gradcracker, 100%. I'd offer quite a lot of advice. So firstly, to offer advice from the grad cracker point of view make sure you use the site register on the site download the app when you register on grad cracker it gives you insight into different areas that you can use so for example there's the my grad cracker dashboard this allows you to manage your job search save jobs and um, track your application process and also follow your favorite employers mm-hmm. So when you follow your favourite employers, you will get a push notification via the app and also an email notification when that employer goes live with opportunities. So it's really important that you you, you use GradCracker. Um, the next thing that I would say is start early. So when I say start early, it means when you're a first year at university. I know when I went to university, I thought, oh, I'll just get my get my degree done with mm-hmm. and then I'll think about a career. Don't do that. You know, it's completely the wrong thing to do. What you should be doing is as soon as you get to university, start thinking about um, what you should be doing as a career. What employers do now is offer summer placements to first years. Mm-hmm. It's something that they haven't done a lot in the past. But what that does is allow you from from being a first year at university, say you're at university for three years, it allows you to do three placements. Mm-hmm. And that gives you so much work experience. You can experience different employers, different industry sectors, and all the time you, you're gaining that work experience and job experience that you can then go on and use mm-hmm. um, when you're applying to jobs when, when you've graduated. So the first bit of advice is, you know, use Grad Cracker, start early. When you're applying to jobs make sure you do your research it is really apparent from my job with speaking to hundreds of employers that if a student does doesn't do their research you can you can see straight away when it comes to the first page of the application or the cover letter grad cracker is the perfect place to be able to do the research um, because what an employer gets is what we call a hub Um, which is basically a website within GradCracker that the employer can use to um, promote themselves and their opportunities. Now, why it's good from a student perspective is all the information that they need to put in a good quality application is within the hub area. So it offers things like a profile about who the employer is, um, videos, employee profiles. So employee profiles are, for example, a day-to-day life as a graduate or a day-to-day life as an intern. Um, projects that they've been working on and everything. So research is absolutely key um, to be able to get a STEM job at the end of it. What I'd also encourage students to do is visit GradCracker regularly. So we don't just offer the latest opportunities. Obviously, that's the main thing that we do. 
Um, but we've got things like Grad Cracker Today, which is a fantastic, it's kind of similar to this, it's a podcast. Um, my colleagues Georgia and Sophie do those and they stand up and present the latest opportunities, the latest deadlines, the latest employers going live. So you need to visit Grad Cracker on a daily basis at least yeah. because things are changing all the time. What you can also do on the site is experience loads of different careers advice. So we have um, the Grad Cracker Toolkit, which you can pick up at your careers you um, service. I centre. really like it. I just flick through it because I like to have a read. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So Toolkit offers loads of advice um, from our employers and also Grad Cracker as well. We've got discipline specific videos and I know Jess, you're in favour of the biomedical video. Yes. Um, so it's specific to your discipline, which is absolutely fantastic. Next thing I would, would um, want to advise is timing is absolutely key just mentioned that I didn't look for a graduate opportunity until I've graduated I don't want anybody else to to do that timing is is absolutely imperative so how employers work is for example in the autumn of this year employers will be recruiting for next year for next summer or for next autumn so it's you kind of need to do your preparations a year in advance I don't want you to miss the boat about um when you know when you want to apply for opportunities or the perfect employer so timing is absolutely key lastly is don't just apply for one role you know I've spoken to many students in the past and they've just put one application in and they weren't successful and they've missed the boat. Yeah. So make sure you don't do that. I think on average I would suggest six or seven. I don't know if you agree with that, Jess. No, I do. I mean, and we say this to students as well. Some students do a scattergun approach where they might apply for 68 jobs, which yeah. is the too far the other it's way. Exactly. Because yeah. you can't put quality applications in at that level. But then there are the students that get so fixated on one role because it's yeah. their dream job. And yeah, hopefully you will get it. But if you don't, that'd be heartbreaking. Absolutely. And actually, do you want to apply for your dream job first or do you want to have a practice run before yeah. you get to that. absolutely and you want to experience different areas of the industry I mean just just use my background I wanted to be a teacher mm-hmm. and I can't, and I've gone so far down the other spectrum it's unbelievable so the the key is just to not limit yourself either absolutely um so you know make sure you get as many applications out there as possible as Jess says no don't do 68 yeah. <laughs> but round about six or seven would be absolutely perfect one more thing I keep thinking of things when we're talking That's all right. um, one more thing is placements yes I said about before, um, placements are absolutely key. So if you were at university, you don't necessarily have to do a year placement, but you could do three summer placements. Mm -hmm. That means you can have experience with um, different employers within different industries and different size of employer as well. The key is with a placement, if you are fantastic on that placement, nine times out of ten, an employer would invite you back as a graduate. So you've almost secured your graduate opportunity whilst you're still studying at Which university. Which would reduce your stress significantly. Exactly, yeah. So why why wouldn't you, in a nice yeah. sense, instead of going out and partying over the summer, maybe go out and earn some money as well. Yeah. You know, the good the good wages and mm-hmm. um, the placements. And the thing about Grad Cracker, we only offer paid opportunities as well. Yes. Um, so... Why not? Yeah. Why not? Run you could do a little that. bit of partying, but maybe only on a weekend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Friday night till Saturday, and then that's it. I mean, we will. We do offer um, year placement options for students as well. Brilliant. So yeah. any student on any discipline can opt to do a year placement as of this Fantastic. September. Okay. And I know from having seen the website as well that those they are also advertised on Grad Cracker and yeah. that's a fantastic place to do exactly the same thing but on a, a different scale. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can filter down your placements on Grad Cracker and filter by year long, six months or your summer. Mm-hmm. Um, but the key is, again, timing, make sure you get your application in. But whatever you want to do, just make sure you do them. Yeah, absolutely. 
In your experience working with STEM graduates and also with STEM employers, so therefore knowing what they like and what they look for, mm-hmm. are there any key things that you specifically think students can be doing while they're still here that will increase their chances of securing the right opportunities for them? Yep, so just to go on, and I'm going on about placements, but one thing whilst you're at university, again, can't reiterate enough, make sure you do that that placement, that work experience. So I'm going to stop talking about placements now because <laughs> I'm probably going to drain everybody. The next thing is employers are keen to recruit well-rounded people. So what I would suggest whilst you're at university is, you know, you're studying your technical skills, you've got brilliant technical acumen, that's fantastic, um, but soft skills are not to be underestimated either. Mm-hmm. So by soft skills, what I mean is things like um, teamwork and ability, time management, leadership, problem-solving skills, and um, these show that you're, you are a really well-rounded person and you need to put those on your application. Now, how you get those skills can differ. So, for example, you could join a society... You could start one. Absolutely. You know, how fantastic would it be for you to start a society? Mm-hmm. That means you've got leadership skills for one, organisational skills, which brilliant so start a society you know start recruiting people as well into that society um if you're into sports join a sports team you know that again that shows teamwork and ability um volunteer work even if you can get a, a job in a bar on a night for example anything like that which can show the employer that you've got a diversity of skills which would be absolutely fantastic again it doesn't necessarily need to be related to your career you mm-hmm. know when I was studying English literature I work, worked at Thornton's the yeah. chocolate shop for example um, but it does stand you in good stead when you put it in that application to employers. I think we do definitely have some students who they come to see us in their third year and they think oh I haven't done anything mm-hmm. and this happens a lot and I talk to them and I think well what about your part-time work and they just want to dismiss absolutely. it they yeah. just they just say oh I had a part-time job but it's not relevant it is. It is relevant absolutely yeah it's absolutely key so even if you don't really know what would be relevant make sure you just write it all down even if you've done a little bit of work experience I mean I did a little bit of work experience when I was in sixth form with the police doing some research and that's on my CV because it does show something different about my Mm -hmm. character so even if you're not completely sure if it would be relevant or how you would word it obviously your career services here um, Jess and her team would would help 100% um, but yeah, just just make sure you're doing something, not yeah. just studying. It's so nice when guests come on and say exactly the same thing yeah. that I say. <laughs> so I think one thing that often worries students and graduates is recruitment. Is there a selection of recruitment tools that the major recruiters are likely to use? And how can students best prepare to face what they will be presented with? So I'm going to flip the question, Jess, if I may. Yeah. So the, the best pre- preparation they can do is, again, going back to Grad Cracker, um, I mentioned before about everything that we can give, you know, the video experience, the Grad Cracker toolkit, all the advice that we can offer. We're on social media. You know, mm-hmm. we're always, if you're a Facebook freak or a Twitter person or yeah. whatever, um, I'll have to drop in Instagram as well, otherwise Beck will be upset with me because <laughs> um, she manages that. But yeah, make sure you, you use Grad Cracker to, to the nth degree. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't, I can't um, stipulate that enough. What employers tend to use is they do have systems that that they put in place so one of the main systems that they use is an applicant tracking system Mm -hmm. um, abbreviated in the business to an ATS now the ATS is a series of questions that the employer puts forward um, for you to complete it includes things like your experience um, your technical experience key competencies um, the key here is to make sure you fill in the the ATS the questions 
really, really carefully because what an employer does, and this is a bit of a sneaky insight mm-hmm. into the trade, what the employer does is have killer questions. Yes. So, for example, if the employer stipulates that they want a 2-1 mm-hmm. and I've got a 2-2 two, two, and I put in a 2-2, two, two, I am immediately discounted. Yeah. So the employer won't even see my application. So this comes to things like um, if you don't bother putting in your GCSEs carefully or whatever the, the employer deems the most important part of their application, if you don't complete it or you don't do a very good job, it won't even get put in front of them. Yeah. Um, so it's really, really key that the applicant, the ATS applicant tracking system is completed um, thoroughly and correctly. When I first started at Gradcracker nine years ago, it used to be telephone interview, yeah. which you could kind of hide behind a telephone and mm-hmm. um, like I'm hiding, you know, behind yeah. <laughs> behind this now, you don't, you're not seeing me. But more and more so now the employers are using things like Skype, mm-hmm. Zoom, um, for example, you that is consider that as a face to face interview. Yeah. So when you're on an interview by Skype or Zoom or something like that, make sure you dress for the part. You know, I don't want you sat there in your tracky bottoms and your your, your football top. Um, you need to be suited and booted because at the end of the day, the employer can see you. Yeah. And always think as well, they're not just looking at you, they're looking at your surroundings. So look what's at the back of you. I often say a One Direction poster probably isn't going to go down too well. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, so anything like that, you know, really look at your setting. And I know what you can do is you can flip your screen and look at yourself. You know, look at yourself and see what the employer's looking at. Mm-hmm. And again, c- come prepared, do your research, do everything else. Um, and that, that's about it, really. That's the only systems yeah. that they tend to use. Again, some of them use... Um, it's still cover letter and CV. Employers can tell a mile away if it's just a you know, scattergun approach, cover letter and CV. You know, I speak to some of the biggest employers in the world and some people some people have put applications forward and they're applying for Shell, for example, and they still put BP in the covering letter. Yeah. So immediately an employer would see that and go, not a chance. Yeah. So make sure, even if it is CV and covering letter, it is still as important as an ATS. Yeah. Um, and make sure you give yourself enough time as well. What employers do is they might have a closing date, for example, but if they get enough applications in, they will close that that, op- that opportunity. Um, so it's really important that you do not leave it to the day before yeah. or the day of the opportunity closing. And it's a balance, isn't it? Because you don't want to rush an application in, but at the same time, yeah. you do want to be aware that, if, it, especially if you are going to work for someone like Shell or BP, they're mm-hmm. huge companies. Course, they're going yeah. to get so many applicants. Yeah. You need to make sure yours gets in front of the right people mm-hmm. to make those decisions. Yeah, of course I do. Yeah, absolutely. I would concentrate on applying for opportunities as soon as they open, yeah. um, because employers open opportunities at completely different times. Mm-hmm. So if Shell opens one week and then Jacobs opens the week after, at least you've got Shell out of the way yes. and then you can concentrate on another employer. The flip side of that, a lot of the employers do close at the same time. Mm-hmm. So what Jess is about, you know, you running, you um, rushing, sorry, applications, if you leave it to the end, you're going to rush them because they all close yeah. on the 31st of January or whatever. Yeah. I think one of the really important things there is it's about forming a habit, isn't it? It's getting into mm-hmm. the good practice of editing your CV and not being confident in what you've got, but knowing where to look for that information, yeah. probably on Gradcracker, it's about yeah. <laughs> what you'd want to change on your CV. Yeah, absolutely. And don't be afraid you know, to, sh- to show off your research as well. So um, one of my main jobs at Gradcracker is to go and um, sell Gradcracker to employers. Mm-hmm. And I do thorough research. So I spend hours, you know, days before going through the employer, what's the, what's there, 
um, key messages to the students and everything else. And I'm not afraid to show that research when I'm going to sell Grad Cracker to an employer because I've worked hard with that. Yeah. Um, so again, don't be afraid to, when you go to an interview or you're, you're at um, a Skype interview or whatever it may be, don't be afraid to say, yeah, actually, I've been looking at employee profiles on Grad Cracker because then it shows the, the employer that you are doing your research thoroughly. Um, they, nine times out of ten, will actually know these people who are on grad cracker as well mm-hmm. um so don't be afraid to do that i think that's a really good tip because i think some graduates think they have to pretend they know everything up front but actually showing that i was willing to go out and research this company that's how much i want to work here i think is really powerful yeah absolutely i do have you found that there's anything that surprises people in general about stem as a sector Absolutely. So I think my main one was the variety of employers and the different sectors which were out there. Mm-hmm. And when you know, I was speaking to you before, Jess, about this, but um, people just do not understand about the the different opportunities and how fantastic the opportunities are out there for STEM students. Yeah. Um, and this is why our our role has changed really when we're promoting Grad Cracker because all the STEM students know about Grad Cracker, mm-hmm. you know, on every single campus across the UK. What our job is now more so than ever is to educate the students about the different sectors that they can go in. Yeah. And this is basically what the Grad Cracker Toolkit, the written publication, is all about. Mm-hmm. It's about the different sectors that a student can go in. Um and you know, when we've been on campus and we've been speaking to students, it was such an issue that they didn't know about the fantastic opportunities, our fantastic employers, that we actually put a video together as well called The Sky's the Limit. Mm-hmm. And The Sky's the Limit is just about showing the students about the different employers, about the different sectors and everything else that they can go into. So when it, uh, when a student thinks about um, STEM, they might just think, oh, it's, all, you know, it's just about the automotive industry or um, manufacturing, for example. But we've got sectors on Grad Cracker at the moment, such as gaming, mm-hmm. you know, King, which is a, a massive brand in they the UK. They make Candy Crush, don't they? They make Candy Crush, that's the name, yeah. Um, but then we've got the oil and gas, we've got computing, we've got Huawei, Fujitsu, you know, just thinking about your biomed students, we've got GSK, mm-hmm. Rick at Benkiza, another example. The world, of op- the world of STEM is absolutely huge. So again, this is when placements come into it, when your research comes into it. Don't pigeonhole yourself mm-hmm. when, you're a, when you're a first year or actually throughout your degree because there's just so much potential out there for yeah. you and again the locus i'm going on there no, and, no, right. <laughs> and also the locations that you can go in and as, as well don't just think oh you know i studied at york i want to stay i want to stay yeah. in york and get a job in york don't do that you know there's fantastic opportunities all the way around the world mm-hmm. um, and don't just look at an area and think oh i wouldn't i wouldn't like to work in aberdeen for example Aberdeen's an absolutely fantastic city. It's yeah. massive in oil and gas. So don't discount either the locations or the sectors because the world of STEM is is huge and it is so exciting. It's about figuring out what you want from life as well as what you want from your job, isn't it? Yeah, if you of course. want to be in a particular location, that might mean you have to compromise on another area of your career. Yeah. But equally, if you're quite open-minded and you know what you're going for and you want to have a fulfilling, exciting career, mm-hmm. just don't pen yourself in. Yeah, especially when you when you're young and I feel like I'm ancient because I graduated (laughs) about 15 years ago Um, but when you're young as well you don't have those barriers you don't necessarily have a family if you're not a mature student take these opportunities with both hands and absolutely run with them because what you don't want is any regrets no I agree wholeheartedly we've talked a lot about how amazing Grad Cracker is Mm -hmm. and the reason I invited you is because I agree absolutely Mm -hmm. it's brilliant Um, and I would stress again yes we do have the toolkits in the launchpad space so please do come and see us for them but is there any part of the website or even something different that you'd particularly like students to know about 
it's never too soon to start. Do not pigeonhole yourself. Research thoroughly. Grad Cracker, again, just to put it in there, is the one-stop shop for everything. Get help as well. Your career service there to be used. You know, I've, I've just met you today, Jess, yeah. and you're absolutely fantastic. You're such a lovely Thanks. character. I'm keeping that in. Um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but... You know, you're really approachable, so don't feel afraid Mm -hmm. to go and sit and have a chat with your careers as well because they're more than happy to help. And I think that's another really important point. We do have some of our STEM students feel a little bit... They know that I'm an English graduate. They know that my colleague Matt, our other careers advisor, did an English linguistics um, degree. And I think sometimes they do feel like these careers advisors haven't got a STEM background. But what I would say is... We do have the contacts. We do know where to point you in the direction of. And one thing we do know, we've got we've got Greg Cracker too. That's another thing that we have. Yeah. And we use a lot of the materials. We work with some of the, the same employers that you already work mm-hmm. with. So just because you're feeling like, oh, this person wouldn't necessarily know what it's like to work for GSK, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean I haven't researched it. That doesn't mean that exactly. I haven't found out exactly what you would be expected to go through for one of their assessment centres, yeah. for example. Yeah. And just to put that back that point up, I just mentioned we've got 11 members of the grad cracker team one of those 11 is a stem student Mm -hmm. and he studied physics and everybody else is from completely different backgrounds that really doesn't matter you know we've got the experience in the industry we've got the contacts in the industry we've got the history Mm -hmm. within the industry as well and when it comes to grad cracker so yeah don't don't just discount that straight away i do think that's key that's really helpful. Thank you so much. I've really enjoyed talking about this because Brilliant. I enjoy talking about everything. You <laughs> might have told I'm quite a chatty person. Um, so just as a quick reminder for everyone out there, in case you'd forgotten, you can find us in the Launchpad space in Holgate or if you've got any questions about anything we've talked about today, you can drop us an email at careers at yorksj.ac.uk.